Last week we talked about uh, getting involved, uh, serving, plugging in somewhere. And so next Sunday, after each service in the coffee house area, uh, MJ is going to be leading some quick join a team sessions. They'll be about 15 minutes long, and she'll tell you everything you need to know about joining a team. So that'll be after each service uh, next Sunday in the coffee house. And then also next Sunday after the second service, there will be a training uh, for altar ministry teams. If you're interested in being on uh, the altar ministry team, you can join us in the venue upstairs, and we'll do a training uh, for that. All right? So uh, today, I want to read from Hebrews chapter 12. You can turn there in your Bible if you have one, or you can look at the screen. We're just going to read the first three verses. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Uh, Lord, I pray uh, that you would speak to us today. We know that uh, there are things uh, that you want to say to us. Uh, things that you want to impart to us, uh, things that you want to stir in our hearts. And so I pray uh, that we would position ourselves toward you and not away from you, that we would lean in, that we would open our hearts and our spirits to you and invite your word to us. Have your way here. Have your way in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I'm not a runner. I don't know, maybe there's some runners here. I haven't figured that out. I don't know why people run. Uh, walking will get you there. Uh, I'm not a runner. I don't even really like to walk fast. Uh, I, I play golf because it's a walking sport. And uh, you still sweat a little bit, but you don't get near as tired. Uh, now, I will say, though, there was a time in my life when I was a runner. There was a time in my life when you would have called me, I, I was close to just like a running fool. I, I, I could run. Second grade. Second grade, I was the fastest kid in my class. Fastest kid. Every day, recess, we would line them up, and I would just knock them down. I, I could run, y'all. Second grade was my, my prime and when it came to running. Uh, and then one day, I was at this friend's house. Uh, Susan Ware was her name, and a bunch of us were over at her house. And my good friend, Jimmy Couch, lived right across the street from Susan. And so Jimmy was there, and Jimmy looked at me that day in Susan's backyard, and he pointed at this girl, and he said, you can't beat her. What? He said, you, you can't beat her. Her name was Catherine Burton. Catherine Burton. There's two things I remember about Catherine one is we used to play this game in school, and maybe y'all still do it, where you flip the first letter of your first name with the first letter of your last name, and it makes your name different. And her name, when you did that, was Bathroom Curtain. And mine was, my name was Tom Tanner. And so I, I can remember that. Um, she stood out because of that, but then she also stood out because of that race that day. 
because she beat me in a dress. She beat me in a dress. Now, she messaged me on Facebook this morning about something else. And I just, I saw her name and I thought, oh no, I'm talking about you today. So I sent her a message. I said, I'm talking about you in my sermon today. And she messaged me back, what are you, what are you saying? And I said, I'm going to talk about that race in second grade. And she said, oh yeah. She said, I remember that. I remember you weren't too happy about it. And I remember you made lots of excuses. And so I just want to say right here, because we're live streaming, the whole world is watching. I just want to say loud and clear, no excuses. I slipped. So, <laughs> 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24, Paul says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run to win, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Run in such a way that you may win. So I just want to talk today about five things that we could do with our race, five things that we can do in, in this, the running of this race that will help us run to win. And the first thing is to run smart. Uh, run smart. And, and when I say run smart, uh, I mean, be careful who you run with. Uh, choose carefully where you run, who you run with, where it is that you're actually running. My grandfather, somebody told me, I told this at the early service, and, and somebody told me that I was just betraying the fact that I'm from Alabama. I, I don't know. Y'all can judge for yourself. My grandfather used to say, any dog can whip a skunk. It's just not worth the trouble. <laughs> Listen, y'all, there are a lot of mountains to fight on that are not worth dying on. There really are. There are a lot of things that we give ourselves to that really aren't worth our time. There are a lot of discussions that we engage in that are hardly worth the effort. I would say social media is a great place to start. If you want to know where are the, the battles that are worth not engaging in, it's right there. You don't need to look much further than social media to decide, you know, what mountains, what hills am I going to die on and what hills am I not going to die on? If you're going to run smart, you need to make good decisions. And good decisions are not made hastily. They're not made in a hurry. They're not made carelessly. Good decisions are made purposefully. If you want to know how to make good decisions, it works kind of like this. You pray. You talk to godly friends. You pray some more. You listen to God and you do what he says. That's how you make good decisions. You know, there's a saying, slow and steady wins the race. You know why that's a saying? Because it's true. When you get in a hurry and you do things hastily without thinking, without praying, without considering God, you get in trouble. Run smart. Pray, think, talk to godly people, pray some more. Second thing you need to do is run straight. Run straight. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 26, I do not run aimlessly. I do not run aimlessly. I do not run without a plan. I don't just go out and run. I know where I'm going. I have a plan. Don't get distracted. Don't run aimlessly. 
looking in every direction. Do you know that your brain, when you look at something, your brain will make you go to it. And so if you're running, there's a reason why the scripture says, I'm not going to look to the left, I'm not going to look to the right. It's because where you are looking is where you will go. And so as you run this race, don't run it aimlessly, but run it with an aim. I'm going to focus there. I'm going to run straight. Paul says in Galatians 5, 7, you were running well. Who cut in on you? You were running a good race. What happened? That's what he's asking the Galatians. You know what happened to the Galatians? They started listening to lies. They started believing things that weren't true. They started listening to messages and entertaining messages that added to the gospel. And Paul says, run straight. Don't get distracted. Don't look around at all of the different things that are going on and allow that to get you off course. Focus on your goal. Run straight. A lot of us have gotten distracted in the last season of life. There are a lot of things going on. There are a lot of things being said. There are a lot of things you know, that people are in conflict over. Don't let the cares of this world, don't let the distractions of culture mess you up. Don't let them mess up your race. Don't let them cause you to run crooked. If you start looking around at all that the world is saying and all that the world is promoting and all that the world is offering, you will get off course. You will run crooked. Now, I used to be a youth pastor. We used to play this game. I don't know, maybe they still play it. When I was a youth pastor, we played this game where you put your head on a bat, baseball bat, and you spin around in circles a whole bunch of times until you're just insanely dizzy, and then you run. Whose idea was that? You try to run when you can't even walk straight and you run into stuff. And when you run into stuff and, and it knocks you down or hurts you, that, that's funny, right? And we used to play that game. Actually, I was in charge of that game. We played that game because it was so funny to watch people run who couldn't run straight. But God has called us into a race. And it's a race that many of us, because we've gotten distracted, have begun to run crooked. And guess what? It's not funny. It's not funny. Because we're believing things that aren't true, and we're looking at things that are not pure, and it's allowing our race to become crooked. It's causing us to get off course. Let me just suggest that if you're spending more time, it's just a suggestion. If you're spending more time researching COVID and researching vaccines and researching all sorts of political things, if you're spending more time doing that than you are spending reading your Bible, praying, and spending time with God, the chances are you're going to get off course. You're going to lose your way. Run smart, run straight. Third, run long. Run long. Hebrews 12, 1 says, run with endurance 
the race set before us. You need endurance for a couple of things. You need endurance for long distances and for difficulty. When was the last time you prayed, oh God, give me endurance so I can just endure all of these blessings? God, there's just so, there's way too, many, too much blessing in my life. I need endurance so that I can survive blessing. Well, you don't pray that. You ask God to give you endurance so you can withstand the difficulties. Well, guess what? In this life, you will have trouble. In this life, you will have trouble. The devil, he's, guys, he's not just losing. He has lost. But, but God has given him temporary, limited authority for a season of time. And he is doing everything he can to wreak havoc in your life. And if you take your eyes off of the prize, you will get distracted. Run long. This, this is a marathon that we're running. It's not a sprint. It's not a sprint. It's also not a jog. Here's what I know. Now, again, I'm not a runner. Here's what I know about marathons. If you run a marathon carelessly, if you run a marathon without training, without purpose, without intention, it will kill you. It will kill you. And that's how this race that we're running is similar. It is like a marathon. You have to run it with purpose. You have to run it with intention. It cannot be run carelessly. If you want to finish the race, you have to train for the race. You have to be equipped for the race. And you have to run the race with purpose. Your training and your equipping comes from the Lord. Your purpose is the Lord. The fourth thing, run light. Run light. What do I mean by that? Get rid of excess baggage. Get rid of excess baggage. You, you would not run a marathon with a, with a backpack full of stuff. Get rid of excess baggage. The writer of Hebrews says, let go of every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, stop looking back. Stop looking back. Evan Roberts, we've talked about before, he's considered to be the father of the Welsh revival back in the early 1900s. And he preached a sermon to a youth group in about 1902, I think. And it sparked this Welsh revival. It swept the nation and then jumped over into other countries and had impact really all over the world. His message had four quick points. Repent of all known sin, let go of all doubtful habits, confess Jesus publicly, and obey the Spirit quickly. When I say get rid of excess baggage so that you can run light, one of the main things I'm talking about is letting go of sin. Present and past, cut it loose. Let go of sin, stop trying to run and carry your sin. Stop trying to carry your shame. Try, stop trying to carry your regret. Let it go. Cut it loose. Now, when I say that, 
I, I know how you think. If you, you probably think the way I think. If somebody says, hey, let go of past sin, I think of the worst things I've ever done. And I'm, and I'm I think, wow, I've let go of that. The horrible things, I don't do those anymore. We think of the worst sin, the thing that we have definitely set aside. But maybe, maybe that's what I'm talking about, but maybe I'm talking about something else as well. Maybe I'm talking about sins that sneak up on us that we don't even, we don't even recognize. Things that can be just as much excess baggage and weigh us down and keep us from hitting the mark. Things like worrying. Things about like being judgmental, being critical of others, gossiping, being selfish. It's not just the grossly immoral things, y'all, that slow us down. It's the things that sometimes we consider normal. Like, you know, talking about our friends behind their back. Let go. Repent of all known sin. Let go of doubtful habits so that you can run light, so that you're not encumbered. And then the fifth thing is know the goal. This is probably the first thing. You really can't run any race unless you know where you're going. Uh, my brother ran a race one time, and it, it was a 6K, and uh, he didn't train for it. First mistake, but he was a runner. He had been a long-distance runner in high school, and so he was convinced he could do it. And all he knew was that it ended at Point Park. And he ran across Wilson Dam in our hometown, and he saw a sign that said, Point Park. And he thought, wow, I'm fresher than I thought I was. I'm going to finish strong. And he kicked it in, and he sprinted to the entrance of Point Park. Used everything he had. But he could see, he could see Point Park, and he knew he had enough to make it. And when he got to the entrance of Point Park, he saw another sign that said, one mile to go. He didn't make it. You got to know where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, you will not know how to run. We have a goal in this race. The goal is Jesus. He is our goal. He is our goal. The goal of this race is to know him. It's to know him, not just to know about him, not just to try to live for him, but it's to know him, to invite him into our lives, to live his life in us. Actually, as Jesus said to the disciples, the goal of this race is that we would know him and follow him. Jesus said to the disciples, come follow me. Go where I'm going. That is the race, y'all. That is the race, going where he is going. He has a race. Don't invite Jesus to run your race with you. Do not. He has a race. He has a mission. And his invitation to you is come join my race. Come run with me. Come join in what I'm doing. What, what is his mission? His mission is to take the gospel, the good news of Jesus to every person who hasn't heard, 
to every person who has yet to believe, to make disciples of all nations. That, that's his invitation to us. Guys, if you think this is all about just get your sins forgiven, go to heaven when you die, you have missed the point. It's really not. Now, trust me, going to heaven when you die, that's a good thing. I'm not against it. Having your sins forgiven is a great thing. But why? Why does God call you to himself? He calls you to himself because he wants you to join his mission. To partner with him in making disciples of all nations. Because the heart of God is that none would perish. The heart of God is that all of your friends and your family members and even the strangers that you encounter on a daily basis, that they would hear the gospel, say yes to his offer, to follow him, to give their lives to him. And then after they have participated in his mission here, spend eternity with him there. His race he has invited us to join his race. It's not about asking him to bless our race. We want to run smart. We want to run straight. We want to run long. We want to run light. We want to know the goal. Now let's pray. Jesus, we know that you are the key to the race. You are. We also know that many of us uh, through the course of this last season, have gotten distracted. Some of, us, some of us have even drifted off course at times. And uh, Our prayer today is help us, Lord, to focus. Help us to redirect, to refocus, to get our eyes on the prize, which is you, the goal, the finish line, which is you, to know you as fully as you can be known and to make you known to others. Open our eyes to that reality, Lord. We wanna say yes, we wanna lean into that today. We want to run this race to finish. We wanna run it in a way that would allow us to win the race. And the only way that happens, the only way that happens is if you run it in us, for us. So have your way in us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite our teams uh, to come and get in place. We're going to have a, a time of ministry. We're going to pray for some people. Uh, if you need prayer today, I would encourage you to come. It could be that you would say, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. I've, I've kind of lost my way. I've gotten distracted. And uh, you know, the cares of the world have gotten my attention, and I really forgot kind of forgot what I was doing here. I forgot, I forgot all about the race. And I've been focused on other things. And if that's you, we'd love to pray with you, pray for you. It could be that you're one of those that would say today, I've just, life has been hard this, this past year, a year and a half, and I, um, I've struggled, and I've lost hope, and I have experienced loss upon loss upon loss. I, I've talked to people, y'all, in, in, in the last year have experienced more loss than I've ever, ever heard of over a short period of time. And if that's you, and it's caused you, that that's experience of loss has caused you to, to lose your focus, to start looking around, what, what am I gonna lose next? 
And I just encourage you to come and get some prayer today. Let these people, these people of God, encourage you, bless you, pray for you. Also, if, you, if you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus, you realize today, you know that, that race he's talking about, I'm not even in it. I'm not even in that race. And you want to join in that race today by saying yes to him. We would love to pray for you today. So I encourage you to come. Won't you stand? I'm going to pray for us. And then I do encourage you to come and be prayed for. Holy Spirit, we love the way you work. We recognize that there are things that, that need to happen in this place today, in people's lives that only you can do. And so we ask you, Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name.